0: Welcome to From the Rookery End. Uh, My name's John with me uh, this evening after watching Watford lose uh, 5 0 away at uh, Anfield. Um, By the way, this isn't a repeat. Uh, We we have lost heavily again uh, at Liverpool. Uh, Is Michael? Uh, Yep, (laughs) hi. Geordie? Yeah, hello. Uh, And Jason? Evening. Oh, look at that. Recently, Michael, we've done these podcasts and uh, you have started really pessimistic. By the end of it, you've been really positive. I hope this is one of those podcasts. But can you sum up
1: that game for us? No. Geordie. <laughs> it's a bit like uh, Cliff Richard <laughs> when you missed the, uh, the tour bus. He was chasing shadows, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Right, right Jason was there anything we could have done it was Liverpool
0: they are top of the league they're still top of the league um, they're a good footballing side there's a the chance they can win the Premier League we are just Watford who are doing alright this year would you have done anything different would you have started Watford differently
2: um, possibly and it's all easy to say in hindsight yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't it and, and uh, I think I think what should have played what, what could have played into our hands is Messina starting so Messina had to start He's a bigger fella than Hullabass, than and I think it just sort of that perhaps lends to him tucking inside a bit more, making that centre back partnership more of a back three. Um, no necessary desire for him to have to bomb forwards. Um, let Yamat maybe, if we need to attack wide, yeah, let Yamat do that. Trouble is then you need your left attacking wide player to maybe track back a bit more that's Pereira that's where it gets a bit tricky so what have he's done he's quite rightly I suppose started the same 11 from Friday night they absolutely deserved it after what was such a great away performance but with hindsight if you're maybe going to change a player Maybe you change Pereira to give us a bit more defensive solidity on that side of the pitch. I don't think that quite worked very well tonight. Um, he looked a little bit like a fish out of water at times. There were times where the ball would get to him and then the next touch would be a red shirt. Um, so maybe that's where you change a player. Trouble is, who do you bring in? Yeah. Big Ken has not looked good enough in recent games to warrant replacing Pereira. That's where it starts to get a bit tricky.
3: That that was the problem it set the tone far too early they got the goal in the and the 19th minute and it was just it was backs to the wall all hands to the pump far too early we all said about this game the only way we're going to the only way we're going to get anything out of it is if we can get the crowd restless we can stay in it for for long periods be firm at the back you know they're missing Firmino which gave us a a tiny little chink of hope but it was always going to be Robertson and and Trent Alexander-Arnold I felt were getting bombing forward that were going to cause us the, the issues and you know, we said it throughout the match. It was like, you know, Liverpool are great. You know, let's not let's not pretend. Let's not be weird about it. Mm. They're a really, really good side. But um, I think it was frustrating that we we seeded the uh, relative, You know, we, we didn't look out of it for the first five minutes or so. We um, looked in, in a reasonable shape, but that set the set the tone, didn't it? Though to get down, getting down the the joy they had down that right flank was too, uh, it's too easy, too frequent, and it was just, it was just a mess from from pretty much early on. And then I thought it was disappointing at the end as well. You know, two two Virgil van Dijk headers right at the death to make it five nil. That's sixteen goals we've conceded in our last three trips to Anfield. And yeah, they're a great side, but that that isn't really good enough from my point of view. And those those sort of goals are, are avoidable, I think. It's just, it just, it just felt we started the game. The first five or so minutes, our shape looked semi okay. Then we shot ourselves in the foot a little bit, but as Jay said, there's not a lot we could have done about it. Better players in in the positions that count, Um, and I think ultimately we we were just outclassed. I I can't help be be disappointed to to be on the wrong wrong end of a 5-0, but it had the feel after that first 10, 15, 20 minutes of a game that we were never, ever, ever going to get anywhere close to getting back into. it was a complete non-event after that. Well, like,
0: personally, I thought we were going to lose seven, so I'm happy at five <laughs> after, you know, two in 20 minutes, when it was.
2: Well, the, the, the trouble is, though, as well, the, the, the five is significant in the fact that we've gone from seventh to eighth with that yeah. fifth goal. Yeah. And that's probably what's the most frustrating point about it, the fact that we were, what, three-nil with ten minutes to go, and we've let two sort of set-pieces or Well, the yeah, first was a set-piece, second was ball back in from a set-piece. And you'll get lesser teams that can
3: score goals against you in that way if you lose your concentration so that is disappointing Origi's goal as well I think there was three round him when he got his shot off it's beat Foster at his near post a dis- disappointing one to, to let in I think you know at 2-0 you are in the game even if it doesn't look like didn't never felt we were in the game at 2-0 but I thought right we're actually doing quite well here and then you know he's got that shot off should he have got it away with, with the attention he was under should it have gone in I don't know it really it's we're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but it's it's dispiriting, isn't it? Now, if you lose, see your team lose 5 0 I don't care if it's against Brazil, Liverpool, or. Regis Town losing 5-0 is, is minging I'm, I'm disappointed <laughs> come on look Jordy,
0: let's, let's, let's get something out of this. In, in this in the season where it sits we didn't expect to win it was never going to happen that's what I'm thinking and trying to tell myself but how could it help us how could this game in terms of what's happening next and the fact that we still have these big clubs to play away from home and we've got Leicester coming up how, could, 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 is there something from the game that you think this will help us
1: I mean yes you always take something out of it I think um, the guys have alluded to the disappointment losing to Liverpool isn't unexpected Um, I think the fact that we 80% of the goals today or 4 out of (laughs) 5 depending if you're (laughs) decimal or percentages (laughs) came from crosses now if 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 you're conceding that many goals from crosses it's saying that there's been multiple breakdowns in people doing their jobs one someone's been able to get a cross in which means that the, wing, the the wide players aren't doing their job and the second one is that someone in the middle is unable to send it in. So it, it says that there's a, like, multiple failures and that is brought about, I think, and to, as what Jace was alluding to, is we don't have the players to shut up shop properly. Um, and so it was a case of, well, we've done well against Cardiff, which again shows the, the differences in the league. We're the ones that can put five against the team. But we can have five put against us. It's kind of where we sit at the moment in that kind of um, middle bit, which is which is better than where we've been previously. Yeah. But I think you know when we play against the likes of Man City, potentially Man United, with the kind of um, the effect Solskjaer's having, is do we go out there and say, well, let's give the first team a chance to, to make their mark, or do we say Holabass and Martina down the left, Yamat and Kiko down the right? We play with double. No one's going to get around the back of us. And we're going to go out there and, and keep it tight and we're going to frustrate and we're going to frustrate and we're going to frustrate because we, if we try and match them, it's, you know, like, as Mike alluded to, this isn't the first time this has happened against Liverpool. It wouldn't be the first time it's happened against Man City. So do, do we need to say, look, just, let's just have an element of damage limitation? Now, against the likes of um, Leicester and Palace, then we, we, we play our game naturally. Obviously, we into account their strengths, but we, we, we don't adapt our formation. But I think with the difficult games we've got coming up, the other thing we could do, obviously, and in order to safeguard our seventh position, would have been to invent a bout of flu and not put a team out. And just take a, take a, take a 3 0 defeat and, 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 and a fine. Because, you know, at the end of the day, that extra position in the league is probably worth more than the fine. I've got, I've got a bit of a cough, so maybe if I just
0: hung around the training ground a little bit more, maybe that, that would have helped.
2: A podcast made by Watford fans, fans, for Watford fans, from the rookery end.
0: Talking of Sunday, Michael. It was just playing Leicester. That was going to be a, a tough mid-table of, mid of challenge. But Brendan's
3: on his way back to the Vic. Yeah, we're working with Brenda. It's, uh, yeah, that all happened very quickly, didn't it? Mm. People talk about Watford changing their managers rapidly and acting with undue haste with their replacements. I don't see anyone sort of chastising Leicester. I think everyone's very excited that they've changed the manager and got a replacement in virtually the same day. No, 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 no. They, took three, they that... took three days. We took t- twelve hours. It was done, wasn't it? But yeah, I mean, it gives it. Um, I was sort of slightly concerned about this one because I think half twelve on a Sunday. They, these matches are often very, very. They're damp squibs, aren't they? The atmosphere's a bit, a bit, a bit flat. The away fans haven't really woken up. We've, we've barely sort of. Um, Walked off our Sunday breakfast. It's half twelve kickoffs at home at Vicarage Road are often very very tepid affairs. So I actually welcome the return of, uh, of Brendan Rodgers. I think it might it might invigorate the crowd a little bit. We're uh, we're still fresh from our uh, treatment of Everton and Marco Silver, which I think actually Watford did really. The fans did really well there. It wasn't just stupid swearing and, and nastiness. It was nicely focused, letting getting the message across. Uh, and I haven't heard the, heard Watford in unison like that at, uh, at the Everton game for for a very very long time. So I think we we did well there, and we can just we just roll on from there. Mm. Obviously, it's a different different ball game, isn't it? Brendan Rodgers was a, was a long time ago, <coughs> um, but the one thing obviously you do fear on the back of, of this evening's performance against um, Liverpool is that is the new manager bounce, isn't it? He was there for their for their game last night, they which they won, um, but this is going to be his first first game in the dugout. Um, I just have a slight fear we're going to get caught on the hop a little bit. Early, early kick-off Sunday feels a bit weird. You know, we're used to winning on Friday nights. Just, it, <laughs> yeah. We'd have played Liverpool on Friday night, we'd have obviously won. So I just... We need to, we need to have a really solid rest of the week on the training ground um, and be ready for them. It's going to be interesting to see, for me, how he's going to play. We know...
2: I don't know, Claude Puel, his teams were very patient, slow build-up, not very exciting or flair football. To Brendan Rodgers, who, from his time in the Premier League, he remembered to be quite attacking um, when defending a corner, leaving three men up like he did at Swansea. Uh, so, yeah, has he got the players that he wants already to be able to do that? So is he going to be in something of a transitional? Let's see what we got kind of phase. So could we go from new manager bounce to catching them on the hop? Mm. Not being used to that style of football, not quite having the right kind of players for that. So from it being a potential negative, could we turn it into a positive and go at them and really sort of catch them unawares?
0: Well, he's not going to have that much time to be able to you know, set a new thought process uh, maybe the odd tactic here or there you know they, they played yesterday today's Wednesday they were probably in a rest day today maybe some tactical work with him Thursday Friday travel Saturday so not gonna, he's not going to have a lot of time to sort of imprint something new on them you're right Jason I
2: think I think you'll love having Jamie Vardy and Damari Gray in his squad available I think we'll see those two uh at the forefront of what he tries to do on Sunday. But I mean, it, it, it does it, it does make the game very, very interesting.
1: We'll have a holobus back though, Geordie, won't we? You know, that, that, that's the game changer. Surely, surely. We'll see. We'll see about that. I mean, Jose's had a little break for Valentine's and stuff, and uh, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure he's, uh, he's he'll come back f- fresh. I saw my timeline the other day. Uh, I thought, well, yesterday I think it was, and it was quite interesting. We had, I had a tweet about Alan Partridge's new show. Then I, then I had a tweet about um, David Brent. Well, not David. Ricky Gervais's thing. And then the next one was Brendan Rodgers. And I was like, I was like, I was I'll shout out bingo in the middle of the office. And everyone thought I was gone mad. but it, I thought. <laughs> I thought I thought I thought it was fantastic, but I think I think if anything, Brendan Rodgers coming back with a team and managing a team that's just won the league, um, and not not so long ago, it does kind of put into context the progress we've made because we can you know, the idea of how we getting poached by Reading now is almost laughable. Whereas, <laughs> at, whereas at the time, you could almost justify Brendan's you know rationale because it looked like they were uh, going to have a better f- next ten years than we did. So <laughs> I think I think you know on, if if we are looking for positives on the, after having been humped five 0 it is that you know. Actually, it's just a temporary disappointment. Whereas you know, when Brendan Rogers or the uh, or the Proto Silver uh, <laughs> left
3: us, it, it was it was to go to Reading. You know that that puts into context really. You, you hope you hope that what this game does, if you are going to take a positive about it in going into the Leicester game, that this this <laughs> stings, this smarts. We were talking in there, we were talking during the game that this doesn't feel like a team. It doesn't feel like a squad that's going to be allowed to get their flip flops on and beach towels out just because we've got forty points. I don't. Javi Grassi will not let that happen so the way home will be miserable for them and, and rightly so and I think they'll be looking to bounce back in. and really there isn't much you know Leicester is a very very tough game they're sort of you know, 50-50, it's one of those t- toss of a coin games isn't it, both sides will, will feel they fancy it but it's a good opportunity to bounce back and bounce back quickly and I'd like to think that these guys performing at this level having had the season they have had so far will look to put that behind them very very quickly so i'm looking for a reaction on uh, on sunday god that was cliche ridden, but it's true isn't it <laughs> yeah. we just need to bounce back if this season isn't going to peter out later than we wanted it to we have to show we have to show some character and and deal with adversity yes. what what better way against uh, against leicester and and to stick one over on brendan rogers brilliant
1: do not scratch your ears you're listening to from the rookery end
0: on Saturday's uh, podcast, which uh, oh sorry, Sunday's podcast, after the uh, Leicester game at home, uh, we, we're going on that podcast we're going to talk about the future of Watford. What's next for Watford uh, in the in the short term, the long term, on and off the pitch? So, any views you have, and what you think we should do, and where we think you you we want Watford to go, give us a shout uh, on our social media at Watford Podcast on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and on Twitter. Uh, as well as any any emails if there's a, if you have a very long uh, and quite detailed. Uh, 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 example and how you think things are going to go for Watford uh, and what you want for Watford, uh, then uh, email us podcast at fromthewirecrew dot com. Of course, the, the thing you want Watford to be doing, Geordie, is to to be winning some uh, some silverware maybe in the future, maybe in the not too distant future. Uh, a couple of steps to get there before we win the FA Cup, but uh, Crystal Palace at home. Um, I think I think Crystal Palace fans are a little annoyed the fact they've only got three thousand one hundred. Uh, uh, tickets a, they could have been given 5,000 it, it's, it's, it's gone off a little bit
1: it has I mean you know everyone's got an opinion everyone's got a right to have an opinion is the, the way of the world at the moment and we've seen with much bigger issues than Crystal Palace is a allocation <laughs> uh, uh, and you know they're, they're, why, why do we need to listen to experts why do we listen to look at facts why not just be emotive and, and complain and so they're in their right to do it and maybe they're not going to they, they should just get a bit noisy on Twitter and not at the game because they're not going to be there so <laughs> at the end of the day it's um, it's a decision the club's taken uh, we haven't broken any new rules Get on with it, Palace. Yes, well, but it is cheeky, Michael. It is a bit cheeky. I like it.
3: Yeah, I like it. As well <laughs> we said on the last podcast when we talked, I said, well, let's embrace these. You know, they're not derby rivalries, but they are rivalries. There's history between us as, as clubs. And quite frankly, if we've got, a, we've got an option of having either 3,100 away fans in the ground or 5,000, which are you going to go for? I'm sorry, and I know how you can construe it. I know what we'd be saying if it was the other way around. Oh, it's not fair. You don't Well, You're worried about our atmosphere being better. Exactly what the Palace fans are saying but sorry our house our rules like it or lump it and i am I'm, I'm down with it i think i think what they're trying to leverage the the opportunity they've got to have that advantage it isn't it is an advantage having fewer away fans it's it's simple as that they're not going to be as noisy the the atmosphere isn't going to be as raucous behind that goal as it would be if if there was if there was another third on top of it so i'm all, i'm all for it i think it may well backfire it's going to be it's another toss of a coin game it could go either way but it adds to it, doesn't it? It gives it that little crackle and a little 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 edge to it. And we've put have laid our cards on the table early saying, well we're going to do everything we can to, to beat you on and off the pitch. Fair play, they've let's give it a roll to the dice. I remember a couple of years ago, maybe a bit longer than that, we spoke to Adam, Adam Leventhal about about what he goes and he said, i am fed up of us being too nice. It always feels like we're we're the good guys and we've sort of go, oh yes, well done old chap. Well congratulations on your 3-0 win at Vicarage Road. Good luck in the semi-final. Those days are gone, aren't they? Those days are gone, and I think that's right. You look at all the all the all the best clubs in the world; they look to leverage any opportunity they can to get a bit of um, uh, get a bit of an advantage. So, so why the heck not? And, and you know, if if you're going to upset any set of fans, it might as well be Palace, mightn't it? <laughs> it's a little bit nice.
1: It, it, to build on what Mike's saying. Whenever you watch like a a series with like gangsters and stuff. There's always a couple of series in, like, a young, fresh-faced one who comes in, everyone's going to bully, and then he ends up being, like, the cold-blooded one, you know. And, yeah, and, and to that point, you know, Watford were the nice Watford rollover club, you know, nice community, a lot of children. I remember when I was younger, away fans singing in high-pitched voices, come on, Watford, yeah. taking, taking the laughing yeah. at the Junior Hornets, and it was very fun. But, you know, the last game, you know, the, the, the playlist before the game with silver taking Everton as far as we can on point of principle to, to kind of for, for that. This thing with Palace, it's almost like, I don't know if there's like a deliberate effort behind the scenes, not, not on the pitch, but off the pitch. So it's basically saying, no, nah, nah, we're no, we're not, yes, we're still doing the stuff in the community, but we're not going to roll over and have our bellies tickled by anyone. If you want to take our players, you're paying top dollar for Richarlison. If you want to take our manager, uh, you know, on the naughty, you're going to have to pay some compensation and we're not going to let it drop. And if you come into our game in the cup, you're going to get the bare minimum. And if you don't like it, you whistle.
0: <laughs> Jason, there's a fine talk from, uh, from Geordie uh, and Mike. Do you think they're in a much more positive place than we uh, when we began this podcast?
2: Absolutely, it's good. And, and, and we are absolutely right to be excited about this quarter final. For me, I'm sort of getting vibes of Watford Burnley in the quarter final from sort of many years ago. Two very similar place teams with an opportunity to go further in the competition and probably further even more so than what we did back then. It, it's a, it's a chance, like you said, to win silverware. It, it, it's it's there, and there's a couple of big teams left in the competition. But they're both teams at are beatable.
0: Do we have to so, not call it silverware anymore? Because that just sounds like we're saying Marco silverware.
2: Forget him, forget him. they're gone. <laughs> okay, they, they, they they got Millwall. You know, <laughs> you know let's, let's not worry about those guys. Well, yeah, we, we, it's an opportunity, and and I'm really excited about it. And this the whole ticketing thing and we know there is that rivalry that we've got, we certainly own them in terms of big games um, it, and it, uh, someone's going to lose on a day which is a shame um, but it, it, it's going to be a fantastic day, it's going to be exciting and I for one am definitely looking forward to it.
0: Well it's a couple of weeks away uh, and uh, th- 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 we got a, only a few days away from the next Watford game where we'll do another podcast but thank you very much for listening to this slightly shorter uh, but still midweek podcast where we didn't dwell too much On uh, Watford losing 5 0 uh, to Liverpool. Uh, Thank you much, Geordie. Thank you much to Michael. And thank you much to uh, Jason. Uh, And we'll be back uh, very, very soon. And make sure you follow us on social media and subscribe via whatever application you use to listen to podcasts. Come on, you ones!